Just a lighthearted mom joke, Brady. He did? Yeah, you missed it. Mm, my mom might not. We got to shut the door, probably. Unless we want to get Omar. Omar in here. Young Omar. Fuck. The white tail set. God damn, I don't want to go. Fuck. We could have gone. When do I tell my wife that I lied to her about not hunting? You and I could have gone to Pike County, when? Illinois. Right next week. Why aren't we 21st going? 21st through 29th. Why aren't we going? I don't know. I'll just seem busy. Considering my you got kid, a kid is coming. Due, right then, I probably can't do that. Yeah. You probably got to stick around. But once that baby's born, I don't have to stick around. <laughs> <laughs> what uh, What's the look Brady's going for here today with the hood up? I'm a Sith Lord. <laughs> you couldn't be a bigger nerd. A Sith Lord? What is that? Is that the the guys in Lord of the Rings? The no, it's Star Wars. Oh, it is. Yeah, I thought that was. A, what's the Lord of the Rings guys that that have the orcs? No, they look like uh, they look like Dementors from Harry Potter. Only they're Lord of the Rings version. They ride around on the black horses. Oh, Do you know yeah. what I'm talking about the yeah, White Walkers, Skinwalker, the White Walkers. The, isn't that what they are? No, yeah. You I don't know the name of them? I, uh, no, Brady I Miller, no. you're disappointing me. It's not spot. the White Walkers? No. I think they're... What is... I don't uh, know what a White Walker is. I can't I, I know there is a White Walker thing, <laughs> and it's like a monster of some kind in one of those shows. It's not. If I'm right, and you're not... Well, yeah, what, what's the bet? What's the wager? I don't know. This is not. I notice we have a. a Am new, I right? A new and you just candle. can't admit it. Nope. What are you searching? <laughs> I'm just on my computer. You you seem very like. Don't make a white walker. That was a sad. Oh, you're talking. You're talking. That's a uh, Game of Thrones. Oh shit! That's pretty close. Yeah, I was. Close. I should have also known I that one I, as well. But you're, I was all confused. I was really confident that I caught him right so there. I was listening to the radio the other day, and one of the I was like, close. You know, I'll like take it. you know, like morning radio shows. They have you know a couple like kind of entertainment portion of it. They got a couple DJs. So one of the questions is like, what is something that you feel like you don't know or you're not a part of that everybody else is? Yeah. And that was one of the things. Like I've never seen an episode of Game of Thrones. I Me feel either. like you haven't. No. But you knew that. Yeah, I, I know a lot. Jon Snow, White Walkers or of some kind that are like monsters or Brady, like mentors or Thrones? something. So you have all the books. I know that. Yeah, I have all the books. I started reading all the books. So I actually didn't start watching it until just this last year. In twenty no twenty twenty two, around Spring Bear, I started watching it. And I pounded. And you didn't know White Walkers? I I just spaced. Is it? Things <laughs> where it's like you should know, but you just get stumped. Yeah. But yeah, I, you I, haven't seen an episode either. I mean, I might have seen like a yeah, couple, but one? no, I've never watched it. Did your wife watch it? No, no. But I'm like, not. it's a, it's a culture, it's a cultural yeah, I feel thing. Like so like people would talk about. That's it. how like, Breaking Bad was for me. I didn't come to it until like I way after, and then that. I binged it. I watched all of yeah. it in like a month. One of the best shows ever on planet Earth. Yeah, right? that's the thing that I was really proud of for a while to say that I had never watched Game of Thrones. And then after watching it, I was like, whoa, I was an idiot. This thing's so bad. <laughs> <laughs> and then I bought all the books. I was reading all the books. Uh, I paid for it all on Apple TV or whatever. It was pretty funny, the the people that were calling in, just like the random things, you know, like culturally, yeah. that it, the, the, the things that everybody has done or seen, that just some random one that you haven't. Yeah. Do you know I did a, back in the day, I did an article for Business Insider <laughs> on Game of Thrones? About hunting, right? Yeah, it was about archery mistakes yeah, in Game of Thrones. Yeah, I saw for that. Business I remember that. For Insider? Business Insider, yeah. yeah. 
It's like Archery Business it's a Insider. Published no, author. Business, yeah, I have an author page on Business Insider talking about archery mistakes in Game of Thrones. I don't see the, cool. the correlation at all. <laughs> I know they just do like trendy things every now and then too. It's like other, you know, news sources or whatever, just doing some trendy things. Yeah, on like the GQ does. Yeah, they does, do the same uh, thing. Ranella on like hunting mistakes in movies or something. Yeah, so it was yeah, that. So that like too. I had never watched it. Like never had watched it. So I literally went and fast forward through the first entire season of Game of Thrones and didn't pay attention. I'll just so I could watch all the archery scenes and then took screenshots and then wrote an article about archery mistakes in Game of Thrones season one. <laughs> are there archers? Is, is there a lot of archers in Game of Thrones? Yeah, there's a lot. Who's Legolas is Lord, Lord of the Rings. Lord of the Rings. Yeah. That is not Nope. But is there an archer in Game of Thrones? I mean there's all there's a ton of archers in really? Game of Thrones, yeah. Hmm. Monty Python, that's the best. <laughs> <laughs> no, dude, Breaking Bad, that's the one. If, if anyone guys, hasn't seen Breaking Bad, have you watched Monty you Python? Just have to. Yeah. And the Holy Grail? Yeah. I started watching that the other day with my youngest kid, and we got partway through, and I was like, oh, wait, there's a bunch of sexual <laughs> in this. I never watched Breaking Bad. Freaking hilarious. You, you have never seen it? Brady. Oh, my gosh. Just listen, please listen to me. Do yourself a favor. It's phenomenal. It's so good. Now, the only problem with that is I have never been able to drive through New Mexico ever again. <laughs> it changes like your whole perspective. Every, well, that show changed your entire perspective of the whole state. And I saw RV. It probably was like family just enjoying a great three-day weekend. <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, definitely meth. <laughs> and just immediately in my head, that's all I could think of. I'm like, that guy's that's definitely meth. I'm not going that way. <laughs> it's true. It does change your changes perspective. Everything. Yeah. You mm -hmm. gotta watch it. It's I don't so know if good. I'd be interested. So good. I like really like sniper movies, Navy SEALs. You'll like Breaking Bad. Like I'm telling Lord you. of the Rings, Game of Thrones. This is far from those. Willow. <laughs> what the hell is Willow? What's Willow? What? You What's haven't Willow? seen Willow? I've never even heard of Willow. Have you seen Willow? Mm -hmm. Oh, that'd be right up your alley. It's the it's the whole it's the it's the same as like Lord of the Rings. I think they're redoing it. Actually, I heard rumor. Willow, I, if it's any if it's up that alley, I can't do it. Lady I'll Hawk. Focus. No, 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 no. I I have no idea. I've never even heard of Willow. You never heard of Lady Hawk? Also, kind of a night medieval movie where the woman turns into a hawk. Like never. Vikings. It's like Vikings Valhalla. same thing. You'd, you'd love it, man. This mm. is like classic eighties. 1988? Yeah, 88. Yes, I was 80, 87. I was, I was yeah. nine. Yeah, I was so like I was right in my wheelhouse. Like Never even heard of it. What about Lady Hawk? When was that made? What are some other movies? What's the one with the guy, the guy named Atrey, Atreyu? The, oh, Dune. No, not Dune. Atreyu was one of my favorite bands in high school. They're named after the char cool. they're named after this character in a movie, the flying dog thing with the little kid. Oh, that's a uh, never ending story. Never ending story. Seen that? Never. And you got it. so much homework to do. <laughs> and I will not watch these. <laughs> 85. Yeah, it's Iron Eagle? No. <laughs> I'm, I'm not watching any of these. No. Iron Eagle with uh, what was the, the guy's name? I can't remember. It's a fighter jet movie. Yeah. That's cool. F-16, I think. Might watch that. Yeah, that was a good one. Those are uh, 86, 88, 92, and 95. This was my wheelhouse. This, those, those were the days. You're a true 90s baby. <laughs> yeah, for sure. No.
Not Commando. Oh, yeah. No. Predator? I've seen Predator. Predator's pretty good. That's pretty good. I do watch that on repeat a lot. Uh, I've seen Predator. Predator, Aliens, all that stuff. Aliens? You you like? I like the Aliens. I have the uh, collector's edition. (laughs) DVD. (laughs) Pull it off the shelf. DVD. (laughs) Have you been to Brady's house before? No. He has this huge, this big wall in his entryway, and it's just all kinds of books. And you look down through the books, and they're like a lot of this type of stuff. Yeah. Yeah, a lot of... Some some girl on a date the other. Not surprised. They're either but, biology, like wildlife face books, or like fantasy. Or just total fantasy shit. Yeah. 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 Tons of Playboys too. Kind of <laughs> <laughs> like a girl I was on a date with like a month ago or whatever asked me, like, she's like, Oh, you like to read? And I was like, Yeah, I like to read. She's like, What do you like to read? And maybe something I'm interested in. Like, I guarantee you it's not at all. <laughs> mm-hmm. Like, yeah, uh-huh. they're just talking about like wildlife biology. It's Lord <laughs> of the Rings stuff. It's literally Game with all the Game of Thrones, Moby Dick, you know, all these like Crazy Have you read old. Moby Dick? I actually got halfway through it last year, and I don't know why I stopped reading it. Mm. But I also have like a lot of like motivational books and all. But I like I like to read. I like to read just random stuff. C.J. Box, phenomenal author. Joe mm-hmm. Pickett series. I hate to read. Hate it. Let's make time you, for uh, it. Did you? When you guys were kids, did you read like Huck Finn, Tom Sawyer? Yeah. Have you yeah. tried to read those Maybe. as an adult? Uh-uh. So much harder. Really? <laughs> oh. Dude, the, the the language difference, the barrier between then, I don't know what it is, but I tried to read those in a, as an adult, and I was like, holy smokes, this is way more difficult reading than I remember really? it being as a kid. Yeah, it's just like the the cadence, you mm. know, the way that it reads. I, rem- I remember loving those as a kid. Say, Summer of the Monkeys, did you ever read that? I don't know if you ever read that. Same, those types of books. I've, I've gone back and tried to reread them as an adult, and I'm like, man, this is painful. Just the cadence, you know, the use of language. Yeah. So yeah. much different. I mean, yeah. I, I haven't. I don't remember any of those books or like reading any books. Those are bad <laughs> memories though. Yeah. It's when you got called out in class and had to read in front of everybody, like those huge yeah. embarrassing moments. I just I blocked all those out. <laughs> so you're telling, so I'm getting ready to go spring's back in hunting a little bit. I'm getting ready to go hunting. Mm-hmm. I have like literally two books picked out. What are I'm they? bringing hunting ammunition demystified? Nothing. Non bubbles nope. guide to ammunition to reload it. <laughs> yeah. It's like, it's like a 452 page, like, like research paper book. It's that like super in-depth geeky. Sounds awesome, Brady. Right. The Old Testament's the other one. <laughs> <laughs> right? Mm. And, then, and then, then I'm bringing, you know, Jack Carr's Terminal List. I'm reading that whole oh, series yeah, right gotcha. now. Oh, yeah, gotcha. So, like, you really don't go hunting and, like, pick out a book that you're going to bring on a hunting trip? Like, you don't do that? Never. When you travel to Never. go stone sheep hunting, you didn't no, bring I a did book a bunch of No, I did a bunch of podcasts, and I rewatched Eastbound and Down. Mm-hmm. Because I literally have been rewatched Eastbound and Down. I got all the way through season through season three. Who's I got Eastbound one season and Down? Da- Danny McBride. Danny McBride. Have it you guys is... seen the side by side with him and Patrick Mahomes? Pretty good. <laughs> it's pretty really good. <laughs> exactly. It's pretty good. But yeah, yeah man, I've I got through all one through three. I have one season left. But now I'm back with my kids, so that won't happen for another six yeah. years. You, you don't you don't pick up books to I do, hunt? yeah. Sometimes like, like, air, when, like airports and stuff like Yeah. Yeah, like when I went to Alaska Caribou hunting, I bought a book at the airport. I read it twice. It was uh Quentin Tarantino's version of the Holly uh Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Huh. I read that twice. I just don't I like the movie, so I wanted to read the book. I read the book and it's kinda of his own take. It's a little bit different than the movie, but mm. I yeah. I do from time to time take a book. I'm reading a book right now. I, re- I read it, uh, what is it? Summer of the Fly. They're you guys are so sophisticated. They're making man. a movie of it right now. Hmm. 
It's a Scorsese film. Yeah, I'm reading that right now. Something Flower Moon. But interesting. Yeah, I do. You don't ever? No, no. literally never. (laughs) I'm I'm literally looking forward to sitting in a tent, busting out one of these books. Like I've been of the Flower Moon. I've been reading a little bit of my ammunition demystified books. If if you're a guy out there who likes to read about bullets and how bullets behave in the air, (laughs) like all the data about bullets. The two people. All two. Like this book is really good. Like it's something I want to like keep referencing back again. I might try to read it twice. Like I have, is, I have notes written down. I have, I have like dog tags on the, like I keep bending over the dog ears on the book. Like literally I'm like <laughs> writing all over this book. Cause I'm just like taking notes everywhere as I'm reading it. It's super intriguing to me. What What's in that book? Just literally how, how a bullet functions, how a bullet <laughs> cartridge interacts, all the different dynamics about bullets, you know, yeah. How they how they just work. How they huh. work in a rifle, everything about them. Oh, gotcha. Just tell me which one works the best. You're not when you're really done reading. That. I just want to figure out like the, the super geeky details about what makes a bullet actually tick, like the ogive and the tip of a bullet, you know, the bolt boat. Just build me a bullet once you learn all this. That works really well. Oh, we're gonna get a CNC lathe and start <laughs> like for building bullets? Oh gosh. Do you have interest in that? Would you ever do that? You wanna build your own bullets? I have interest to get a Machine? lathe. To like start machining like random gun parts or just fixing guns or rebarreling stuff. Is that your retirement plan? You're thinking? It'd be fun. Just have some <laughs> in your in your garage. I just like to geek out. As I love to tear apart a rifle and put it back together. Yeah, and fix it all up, make it better. I have a great retirement plan. What is it? Shooting whitetail out of a tree. Just that's what I'm thinking. Nothing but hunt. Like literally, <laughs> yeah. that's it. Yeah. Like just travel south of the equator, get all that done, then come back here in the fall. Like the, just nothing but hunting. That's my retirement plan. Hmm. I think having a little piece of land that you could farm, that you could manipulate and manage for whitetail. Yeah, it'd be fun. The full, but what would be more fun to go to New Zealand and Africa? Fall th- all the way through. And then like some of these guys are targeting a buck, building a herd, building bucks, managing it, and then shooting a buck. I think that would be so satisfying. So I completely agree. Yeah. But if time was not an issue. Sure. Would you rather be hunting in New Zealand and Africa and then just come home and keep hunting? Or I would like to do that, but yeah. I would. I, I, That's what I struggle yeah. with is like, I would, that sounds awesome to do that yeah. and have your own land and the whole setup and everything. But then that means I'm not going down there to do that. And I like the idea of like hunting. getting out of bed in the morning super early and being like, oh, I got to go out and, you know, jump on the tractor and yeah. till some land, plant, do some spraying, you know, I, I don't know. I like farmer the, John the farmer. Yeah. <laughs> that's, why, that's why I like looking at my Taking dad. Taking a water turn. Yeah. <laughs> gotta go turn on some water. Yeah. I'm like talking to my dad about his whitetail property, like all the stuff that he does mm-hmm. and like going out there all summer long up there with my mom every weekend doing random stuff. Like yeah. it does sound pretty intriguing. Or just I have a hunt. catalog of photos the whole time of bucks they've seen, sheds they picked up. Yeah, that buck needs to get older. Like it ain't I, gonna happen, but I like the thought of it. Yeah, gonna be fun. Hey, positive affirmations, positive <laughs> thought. <laughs> yeah, will it into existence? What do you want to talk about today, Brady, Lorenzo? <laughs> Whatever you want. We're gonna talk. I'm game for I anything. Wanna, I want to dive in on literally everything on a topographical map. You do? I do. I want to hear. I want to hear about. Go hunts new topo maps. So it's good. It, it might be a little bit promo-y, which I'm okay no, with. I mean, I mean a I think, little bit. I think well, the biggest part was like use case on a topo map. I that's think the that's thing. where the that's where the juice is going to be in this. But uh, at the same time, you're going to talk about the new topo. Obviously, you got to talk because, about why we did it. Yeah. And then also, I would like to hear your because we took we took a poll, right? I saw that on social go out. I mm-hmm. saw you guys yeah. talking about it down here. You know what? Do, what do people use 
you know, aerial imagery, topographic or hybrid yep. and why. I'm interested in knowing why. And I'd also like to hear like what you use, what you've guys, what you've used so far this year and why and how you use maps, topo mm -hmm. maps, hybrid maps, aerial imagery. So with that, should we hit a promo first? Let's do a promo. You want to do a promo? Yeah, I'll do a promo. We're talking about maps. So let's hit a promo yep. that's going to involve you guys getting some maps in the field. So as you guys know, uh, we're deep in hunting season. There's a lot of hunting left. Research season's coming up. So if you got to, uh, you know, sign up for an insider membership, use promo code podcast and get all the research tools. Podcast. That was a nice little <laughs> accent there. Said that? Well, yeah. we're talking Midwest and we're trying to talk about South and like all these different places. So I was trying to throw a little spin podcast. onto it. So promo code podcast is going to get you 50 points would back to the I would and say that. I don't know if they would. <laughs> yeah, well, I'll think about it. Okay, yeah. Promo code podcast is going to get 50 bucks back to the Go Hunt Gear Shop. Uh, and then also if you uh, want to... Maps membership, our Explorer membership, use promo code podcast. We'll give you, uh, what was it? 20? What? Podcast and maps. 25, 20? Points? Yeah. To the 29th. 50. I don't know. No, I'm talking about how many points you get through maps promo code using podcast. You get 20. 20. Normal. That's mm -hmm. what it is. Yeah. Normally 20. Normally 20. 20. But right now, if 50. you catch 50. it to the 29th, yeah, you get 50. Gosh. I always forget all that. Should have mentioned that at the kicker. So yes, just use promo code podcast. Just say big, no matter where you, what you do on Go Hunt. Mm -hmm. Use it. Get an insider membership. Get maps. Part of this podcast was in request. Uh, I got a DM from a guy, and I don't know if he's new to hunting. I would assume that he was. I think a lot of times we talk, we have conversation, and we've all hunted for a while, and I think we probably overlook maybe just like some basic yeah. terminology and like basic what I would say is basic at this point, uh, just like usage of maps and how we use it in the field and why you might do the things that you do. Uh, so part of that was in request to him just to cover some basic terminology and some basic concepts I, I, is what I would say around maps. Mm -hmm. um, so I think we'll try to cover that. Do you want to cover that first? Yeah. Okay. Do that. So definition of a topographic map. What would you say a topographic map is? Basically, a 2D representation of the exact Earth's surface, which you expect to see on it from streams, roads, hills, all the elevations, points of interest. Mm -hmm. Basically, yeah, top-down view of what, you're, what the land exactly looks like from the valley floor to the top. Yep. I mean, that's my def That's not the, the true definition. That's just... No, you hit it. Topographic maps, two-dimensional representation of the Earth's three-dimensional landscape. That sounds way better I than what I just said. I should have answered because I was going to answer something really similar, and I had no clue. I was just drawn at straws there, <laughs> yeah. and it would have been really close. Yeah. I, I want to throw it back, though. Like, <clears throat> I remember hunting with printed-off topo maps all the time. Oh, like, yeah. That was the thing mm -hmm. back in the day. Like That was the only way to really go out there and navigate, even before you know mobile GPS units. And, and we got mobile GPS units and all that topo. Like, so I learned everything I know about Western hunting through a topo map. Where would you get them? USGS? Yeah. My Topo. I was, my topo. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and you can pick exactly where you wanted it. Yeah. It was awesome. Yeah, yeah I had like subscription a, services yeah. for different things. Yeah. I used to have CDs. I guess they're, were they CD-ROMs they're actually called back in the day? Net what? Net Geo, right? Uh, I can't remember the source, but it might have been Net Geo. Yeah, you can like plug in your computer, download it, but look at everything on the whole United States. I think it was like... 
I still Topo have a bunch. USA, I think it was called back in the day. I still have a bunch. I bought either at the BLM or the Forest Service. You could go in. Yep, I'm doing the same. And they have those big drawers. It's like a big old thing of drawers with yeah. individually named and numbered. And so you guys know me. I didn't like going to do that, even though you can get them at like your sports and warehouse and all that stuff. I didn't want anyone creeping on the to corner. To know what map you bought? And seeing what map I am selecting out and grabbing, then going over there and be like, oh, yeah, that's a this region of this state or whatever. And so were you shoplifting maps? So no, that's why, that's why I'm saying I wouldn't go to the store to pick up a map. I would print them off my own online or I would order yeah, them. Been, and I would make sure I didn't order them from a hunting-based website. I ordered them from a different area. Just making your life so much harder. Yeah. But then I, I would do, do that this. now? Do you ever pull out a topographic map, printed map, and look at it? No. Large scale? no. The only topo map I have is I have a big topo map of Glacier National Park that I keep meaning to hang up my house and frame, but I have all the trails I've hiked in Glacier because I've hiked like 90% of the trails, like mm. legit everywhere. And I love looking at that map and seeing where all the markoffs are. But like I do every now and then go back in this little box I have that has a bunch of my old topo maps. And I have like X marks for different areas I've gone through. I have like, you know, pen marks drawn through where I was actually hiking back in the day and glassing where I've killed some animals. Mm-hmm old like BLM topo maps. Like yeah. it's kind of cool. I've saved them all throughout the years. And I still I, like to look at them cause it does give you a larger scale than yeah. what you can get maybe on your desktop or your phone. Mm-hmm. It's kind of fun just to look at a landscape, you know, every once in a while I'll break out a map. I have, I don't think I've looked at one since. <laughs> yeah. I genuinely don't think I have since like the modern, like smartphone yep. mapping. Yep. Hmm. What's uh, what's your topo made out of? I mean, you've got made out of contour lines, right? Yeah, you got contour contour lines, contour in, index lines. So the contact contour index lines are the more bold lines. Yeah. So the ones actually going to show you the elevation. So whatever it might be, seventeen hundred feet. Contour interval lines; those are the smaller ones in between the bold lines. So those, you know, on go hunt maps, those are forty foot mm-hmm. yep. intervals between there. And those can change. Yeah, they can change across twenty that. to multiple hundred. Yeah, they could be looking at different maps, and you could be deceived, being like, "Oh, those." Interval lines, you know, are really way, gapped, really gapped, yeah. but it could be a totally different scale. It could so, be hundreds of feet. Yeah. That's one thing you want, want to pay attention. That's why I always look at the the index lines to see you know, what those are going to yeah. be and then, you know, subtract the contour intervals in between it. But I'll go on maps are 40 right now. Uh, I think it's, it, it might get more interesting to look at other maps that have tighter lines if you get like, you know, East Coast, Midwest type stuff. Yeah. That's like 10. You want like that, that's 10. when you might want some finer details, yeah. but out West. You know, 40s, 40s, 40s really nice. pretty good. As I was prepping for this, I found some interesting, and it's not, not necessarily like, these are just like those aha moments. You're like, I think I know that, but it was interesting to read them. Just like some rules of contour lines. Oh. These are like your basics, but again, these are like, so cliffs. Yeah. How can you indicate a cliff on a topo map? I, I just look for really steep. Steep, stacked, right? Yeah, so stacked, cl- cl- really tight. Closer the lines. And if they're hill shading a little bit, I look for some of that hill shading stuff gotcha. too. Gotcha. So the closer the lines, the steeper the yeah. elevation. Uh, this is one that I, this was like an aha moment for me. So your valleys, ravines, gullies, uh, canyons, those kinds of things. Contour lines in a U-shaped pattern will indicate rounded gullies. V-shaped lines will indicate sharp valleys and gullies. So the steeper the V, the sharper the canyon. Is that what I'm saying? So yeah. the, the deeper the canyon. More slot canyon yep. would be like a V. Yep. And here's one that was kind of an aha moment for me. Do you guys ever look at your phone and you you have it on topo? And if you don't zoom out far enough, it's hard to understand uh, if you're looking at a valley or a ridgeline. Yeah. So, so right? Have you ever yeah, had that yeah. happen? Yeah, yeah. So this is sure. this is a little simple rule for that. And I, I probably knew this, but it was like an aha moment that I had. So, um, 
Ridges and spurs, contour lines are formed a pattern of Vs and Us pointing downhill. And if it's a canyon, it'll point up. Uphill. Does that make sense? Yeah. So if it's a V and it's running this way, essentially you're looking uphill. Mm-hmm. If you're looking at it downhill, it's the opposite direction, right? Yeah. So it's running running down. So it makes makes total sense. Makes but total something sense. I didn't really yeah. didn't really realize at first. But yep. I understand it. Yeah. Yep. Uh, peaks and summits. You have large circles, large circles smaller set. circles. Uh, they're connected. That's the only time you'll ever really see contour lines that are connected. Yeah. Yep. Right? So a uh, contour line never crosses another contour line. So if you're looking at a contour, and you mentioned index, which is the, the thick one. The thick it's one, every yeah. fifth line. And yep. you'll have the elevation printed on that line. Um, those ones are, I mean, as long as you follow that line across the landscape, in essence, if you were to walk that line, you would never change elevation. Yep. And we just keep you going all same, around a big Same giant. elevation across yeah. that. So if you're looking at the same lane, line and you follow that across the topo map, you're in essence, you're looking at the exact same elevation. Which, again, makes common sense. I get it. But it's like when you're looking at it, you're like, huh, okay. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um yeah, and then your adjacent contour lines are separated by a constant difference in elevation. So just a couple simple rules. Saddles, saddle contour lines will form an hourglass shape uh, with rising contour lines on each side. So, again, common sense. You think a saddle, the shape of a saddle. Mm-hmm. If you look like at a, a topo map, it looks like a saddle, like yeah. what you know as a saddle. It looks just like a saddle. A horse saddle. A horse saddle. <laughs> Right? Yeah. Same with a bowl or a basin. Yep. Mm -hmm. Same thing. It looks like a bowl or a basin as you're looking at a a topo map. You can easily tell a saddle difference from a bench. They're pretty much kind of, in a sense, the same thing. Except the saddle is going to be on a ridge line where a bench is usually, you know, somewhere else down a ridge. It could be a bench. Yeah. So we kind of covered some basics, and I know those are probably, for most people, maybe you're thinking like, yeah, that's Yeah, no shit, dummy. No shit, dummy. (laughs) Um... God, I had another one here that I was like, just like a kind of an aha moment. I'm trying to see if I can find it, but um, oh yeah, this was it was interesting. So sometimes, and again, I mentioned peaks, right? So yep. you've got a round. So if you're looking at a round contour line and it connects at both sides, uh, you're also a depression. So like a low point, you may be looking at the low point. And at that point, you can look at the direction of the canyons coming up up or off and the shape of those to tell whether you're looking at a depression or, or a, a peak. peak. Hmm. Yeah. And those are all just like little, little topo map things. But, um, how are you guys using, you said in the survey that you were used, use topo most satellite. No, I, I, I said, I use satellite. satellite. I use satellite. Said topo? Somebody um, said topo. Jared said topo. Yeah. But That's Jared, Jared is he's old. military. <laughs> well, <Yeah. laughs> old and he's straight up military. Right. And I mean, Topo is the most detailed it's if you know detailed. how to use it. Yeah. I, I say between all the options you have, I'm a satellite first, but I use Topo probably a lot more once I, I'm trying to navigate around the area or trying to look at stuff, but I like satellite to know what the vegetation looks like, mm-hmm. where the trees are going to be at. The spots I can go through the trees really easily. Like I'm using it for navigating a lot, but like actual hunting stuff though, and I'm in the field. Topo is heavily used for me. Used all the time. Mm-hmm. Are you skipping back and forth between? I'm skipping back and forth for sure. You? I'm a hybrid person. Me too. Okay, so I like hybrid the most because it's it's right. both worlds in one view. So were you in the meeting when Brady? You weren't here, were you? 
when we when I mentioned that I use hybrid and he was no. like, what did you no, say I was exactly? Hunting. Yeah, I think he told he's like, you're full of shit, and I'm going to tell you why. Yeah, so I want to have a, I want to have a debate. <laughs> so that. I was saving this po- that for this podcast because I yep. want to hear why you think that's bullshit. Okay, I want to have a debate with both of you because both of you like hybrid. I like topo. All Bring right? it, shake okay. and bake, <laughs> shake and bake. <laughs> All right, two two on one, mm-hmm. but I'm going to win. Okay, let's okay. hear it. So. You're looking at a hybrid map. So basically what a hybrid map is for people who are listening you might not know is basically just the exact same thing as topo lines, all the contour intervals, index lines merged onto satellite imagery. Over, overlaid satellite imagery. Overlaid mm-hmm. satellite imagery. All right. What does that look like to you? Well, to me, it looks, looks like I have... Incredible. To me, it looks <laughs> like <laughs> I have... So good. It looks like I'm looking through a bow site with 15 pins and I'm all confused of which pin to actually look at because I'm trying to see what is behind there. My okay, bow not, does not, have 15 pins. Now what? <laughs> you're not, you're not, getting a, you're not getting a clear picture of exactly what you're looking at. You're looking at a mashup of too much information. So too much information is making it harder to really see what you you're want to do. You're getting the best of both worlds. No, the, nope. the use of a topo map is to give you a 3D perspective of... Uh, you're looking at a 2D and yep. you're using the contour lines to give you some perspective of what that looks like in 3D. Yep. Okay, but what you are missing is the advantage of aerial imagery. So now you've laid one over the other, and now you have a 3D view of what the landscape looks yeah, like plus the vegetation. I get, exactly. I get what I'm saying. It's, it's, it's literally too much for what you're trying to soak in in the moment. Okay, now here's another thing. It's going to be a, a strict shameless plug, and I hope I explain this correctly because in my head it sounds phenomenal. <laughs> like It sounds just baller right now, right? Yeah. I'm going to drop Let's some nuggets it. on Let's you. Let's see it. So... The reason why you're using that before, the satellite and hybrid, because you did not have a quality topographical map. You're using the old school USGS topographical map. Now with GoHunt's topo wait, map. You said you use aerial imagery more. Why? I, I, I said earlier, I like to see the trees. Could throw him off his game. You just in literally the interrupted, of his you just interrupted my game changing point here. <laughs> you, you use it so you can see vegetation. You no, can see here, openings, stop, clearings. Stop. Let, me, let me finish my and rant. And this, ladies and gentlemen, is how rant. you debate somebody. Throw them off in the middle of their <laughs> Let me finish my rant. Okay. <laughs> we we Fake now. News. So you, 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 you guys are hard to debate with. I'm pretty sure right. somebody won a presidency this way, and it was awesome. <laughs> So you have you you want to see both, but you do not have a clear topo map to, that can actually do both. Go Hunt now has a topo map, okay, that shows you custom hill shading. It'll show you all those steep areas. It'll show you clearly where the water is. Let me keep going. It'll clearly show you where the cliff bands are. It'll clearly show you where the rocks and where the vegetation is. Uh, so yeah. So, so that's to, what, to that's the point. So that's why now. This is very brand new, so a lot of people haven't been able to use it yet. Using GoHunt's Topo, you don't. You can go from Topo to satellite. You have clean view on Topo. You have clean view on satellite. So both two different tools. For but you've got to go back and forth. You have to go back. So what? And you 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 have that process of like orienting yourself no. when going back and forth. Whereas if you just use the hybrid, you see both. I know, but it's, it's literally the new using Topo in a clean view and switching over to satellite view is way way more easier to use in my opinion because you have again clean well okay clean is easy so here's so here's here's where i'm at with this what's what's better than two three one one <laughs> <laughs> one map yeah. to do all yes you, one map to rule them I, all. G- i get why i get why you guys <laughs> for like you it. and your game of whatever uh lord of the rings yes one map you, to rule them all and it's hybrid and it's hybrid I get what you're saying. Topo's pretty sick. <laughs> I, 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 I do appreciate the Lord of the Rings reference. Here's, I do. One ring to rule I tried. Yeah. See, now I got you on my side. 
This is how it's done. I, I, I get it. <laughs> I do get it. But when I'm looking at both of those, it's just a Sorry. lot of information. And okay, remember too, I want to explain why I like a topo map more than I like sometimes satellite and hybrid. Mm-hmm. Remember, I am re- really colorblind. Okay. okay. So you start stacking it in all like those a personal problems. Yeah, it is. <laughs> like, what else would it be? <laughs> Deal with it, bro. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> so you get all these colors stacked on top of each other, and it's, sometimes it's really hard to see in my eyes. Not saying you're perfect, Trail. Mm. All the details, and so it's hard for me to look at a satellite imagery and see what's a valley and what's a ridge line just looking right. at it. And so that's why a topo really helps me because I can switch over it. Where I get the point, then the hybrid, you could counter argue my thing and say, yes, it's all there. You can see it all easily. But to me, it's just a lot to process. I want, I want to see specific reasons why I'm looking at some of this. Why, mm-hmm. I don't know. Topo is better at giving you perspective. I agree. Yeah. And it's, it's better than hybrid for sure than giving you 3D perspective, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. But I, I still end up using hybrid. Let me, ta- let me take a shot at this. Okay. Okay. <laughs> this, is like, this is like that question. If you could only eat one food for the rest of your life, you could only hunt one animal for the rest of your life. That's not going to happen. Okay. Mm-hmm. If it did, that's some weird fucking world that you've got to deal with for a different reason. It's pizza but and elk. <laughs> there we go. I had pizza for lunch and dinner yesterday. It was a phenomenal day. Yeah. Moving day. Finally finished Can't everything. Be. That was a little sidebar. So back to it. I mean, so you. We don't, no one has to choose one, right? We're all just talking about like the starting point, like my phone, my map is on hybrid. That's just my starting point. Okay. And it's because what's better than two references of maps one, right? So it's just one (laughs) and I get to see vegetation at the same time. I'm seeing elevation and which ridgeline and drainage and this and that I want to go and where the vegetation is better, all this stuff. But the beautiful thing is you do have more than yeah. one option. It's just the one I start with because it gives me both reference points and one view and I'm not constantly switching over. Mm-hmm. And then when I I get you get two points where you do switch over. Mm-hmm. And I switch to just straight topo. And especially now with our topo and that's why we built it is because you are right like those old school USGS topos they're just everything. not they're not that good. And that's and that's why I think our topo bridges the gap to you could just use you could go back and forth now because yep. our topo was showing you a lot more information than a normal to- topo because of the custom mill shading yeah. and it is you got everything else in, on top of it yeah it makes things all the lines pop a little bit more and it is a shameless plug but i don't give a shit that's why we built it literally is for this for this case it's because that's like the usgs is like a total generalization of mm-hmm. of topo right mm-hmm. ours is very hunting specific and very hunting centric for all those purposes but the satellite thing, when you're looking at satellite, just plain satellite, when you want to look at just vegetation, like if I'm looking at some, an animal that's bedded or if I'm looking at, you know, two meadows over and I really want to make sure I'm on that meadow where I'm going to drop a pin that I'm going to start hiking to. Like, yeah, I, I go to satellite. You just, you just satellite, that, no one, yeah. that one thing. That's all you care about is that one reference. Yep. So, yes, I use all three. But when you're when you are generally hunting and you don't have a specific use case yet why not have the two in one what i heard that's my pitch what i heard what i heard was that he would use that but he's colorblind no that's (laughs) i don't like what what i heard heard. is we won i don't like isn't that what you heard what i heard him say is that you should use probably a hybrid more if you're not colorblind. colorblind Do you, my, do you, am I making sense with the pitch here? Uh, I love what you when said. You're gener- when you don't have a specific, like, <clears throat> I'm going to drop through 
this canyon. Let me go to Topo and see what it looks like. It's interesting. I actually use a little bit different. I would say I, I don't know if I want to say it because it might give him a little ammo, but I, I typically start with Topo. Once I get kind of a good understanding of what I think it looks like, then I go to hybrid and I would say I use that. You're talking like hike in yeah, and all that stuff. I, use that I almost agree. exclusively. But I'm talking like in the, you're on a ridge line, you crawl out of yeah. your tent. I'm on hybrid mm-hmm. until I find like, okay, I want to drop through this canyon and over the next saddle, I'll go straight to hybrid. And then if there's an animal that I glass up, it's straight to satellite. And it's like, okay, what ridge is he on? Like mm-hmm. I want nothing but visual to look at. Yeah. So I don't did say, I win? No, I would. I would say no he one. No. no one in this conversation. <laughs> no, no one in this conversation wins. It sounds like we. No did. one ties. You guys can think you win. I, like I think, think you, I win. If you're listening to this podcast, you should drop a vote. I want to hear a bake. vote. Okay. Who won this debate? I would have won if you guys didn't interrupt me. <laughs> that was That's part, part of the strategy. debate. <laughs> I was going. Have you ever done debate? Oh, did no. you debate in high school? I'm not a debater. <laughs> Master debater. Yeah, I did. I, I did debate. Yeah, you did. Brady is yeah. single. Yeah. So vote. I want to hear a vote. Who won? No one got my joke, but that's cool. That's cool. I got I, it. <laughs> I, I, I see it. I'm just trying to go back and wrap my head around that. I get what you guys are saying. I do. I'm trying to fully be put mm-hmm. myself in your shoes. We convinced him to cross no. party lines right I here. would honestly though. But though I like I said, looking at satellite for one purpose, looking at, you know, topo for one purpose. I like the two cleaner methods. It's like yeah. why you know, I carry certain optics and rather than doing anything because if that's sole purpose is one freaking thing to find an animal. The rifle then is sole purpose yeah. is to kill. I'm not going to combine, like it'd be unsafe to combine those two. That's a bad example. Mapping and navigation. <laughs> <laughs> Mapping and navigation is like, there is that general use and then it gets very specific, right? Yeah. And that's why I like that two in one. I just, I'm constantly on hybrid. And here's the beauty though. Like you said, we do not have to choose. You don't have to choose. That's why we give you all the options. But Elk and Pizza that was the one to go that's with. it maybe sandwiches and pizza i do like a good sandwich maybe sandwiches and pizza. Mm. or just sorry sandwiches and elk <laughs> sandwiches pizza and elk. <laughs> there we go, <laughs> there we go. So honestly just, though i so listening to you talk and like thinking through those use cases the ones that i was just saying it almost seems like there is a difference of elk hunting so you're probably coming from deer hunter deer mindset hunter, just because that's time, who yeah. you are and i'm coming at it from elk hunting and i'm sure you are too mm-hmm because there's a lot of like general navigation elk mm-hmm. hunting, a lot, a lot more yeah, so than mule deer. Country a lot. Yeah, mm-hmm. a lot more so than mule deer. And yeah. mule deer is glassing point. Yep. All visual go. So yeah, I want glassing points. I want kill spots. Satellite does make sense for that. It does. Not telling you you're winning. I'm just. I know. It's interesting the the mindset of use case going into it, mm-hmm. and like species of use case, kind of almost dictates. So it. do you do you ever use hybrid on like a web based? Go hunt maps? No, really? I don't actually. Mm. Mm. Yeah, I do. Went towards me. No, I don't. I go topo to hike in, like w- what I'm picking out. Because that's, that's, that's interesting. I don't use I don't, it. Really. I don't, that's I don't what I want to bring up either. I no, almost I always just use it in the field. Yeah, I've never heard of anyone say <laughs> they use hybrid on the computer. Yeah, I don't. We have the option sometimes, but not often. Like, think is, it, is it easier just to switch between topo and web or topo and satellite on a computer? That's why people just would go will switch in the field you want in one. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, I just thinking back on that New Mexico, the one I just did. I, I didn't do any in hybrid. It was all topo, like where benches this way. I want to go to this ridge, all that stuff. And then it was satellite imagery on picking out like the spots I wanted to hit. Yeah. Give me a give me a use case. I want to hear a story. Give me a story using topo and how you used it. Well, do you have one? Yeah, topo <laughs> use all the time. You guys, I just explained that. 
yeah. in hopefully enough detail to win this competition. I don't think you won, nope, but definitely no, not win. I probably got too heated. <laughs> <laughs> Threw you off your game. Yeah. Made you emotional. Yeah. <laughs> Talking about all these other movies I had no clue about earlier. And I was hoping lost you dropped an F-bomb in that one. You know, you, you I feel like you almost did. You know you've made it when Brady just drops, gets so she drops <laughs> an F-bomb, he throws it in uh, there. Yeah. So how I use it in the field, uh, I'm not like navigation is pretty basic. Using it to like avoid cliffs and all that, that's very basic. But I mean, I probably shouldn't say it's basic, but I assume because I use topo all the time for that. Mm-hmm. But the way I really use topo though is when I'm glassing, I find an animal I want to go after. I'm instantly then switching back and forth, satellite to topo. I am looking exactly where that animal's at. This is where, again, if I'm in the field, you know, we're going to drop shameless plugs in here. I'm using the rangefinder tool to mm-hmm. literally, I'm ranging with my regular rangefinder, use the rangefinder tool, dropping a pin exactly where that animal's I at. I use that a lot. And so Don't this, you think this, this has been like honestly one of the biggest advantages in our day and age, like oh, yeah. in our time frame? Game changer. To, to make. To allow you to be more successful, yeah. Before, 100%. before, I honestly don't know if there is another tool that exists. Gear, Without every, question. I'm talking like any gear, long range rifles. Yeah. I mean, scopes, Without the whole line, optics. A doubt. That's I would the say case. that this probably hands down a map on your phone that you can manipulate, move, look, Base drop map points, differences, everything crazy. Yeah. All, all the things you can do with a map is pretty pretty key when you're out there. The animal's always going to have an advantage because they know it's like back to the hand, but we're trying to learn it, and that's why I think a map's going to give you a little bit more advantage to you know learn it that you don't you're not out there every single day with an animal you're just there for that short period of time so you need those extra mapping tools but that's why I like that range finder portion like i said i'm dropping that pin exactly where that animal's at and before it was hard because you always had to you know do a different measurement with a range finder and try to roughly drop it but that's why here again i go clean view topo clean view satellite because i want to see the exact same tree i'm trying to mark so the example i want to give is you know i was moose hunting let me uh so let me stop you real quick you See an animal. See an animal on a spot. You are in aerial imagery first and yep, dropping first a point. I'm, yep, first I'm satellite imagery. Okay. Because so I'm glassing that animal. So an example for my moose, spotted the moose. I referenced over there. It was actually too far. I, mean, I still could use rangefinder tool, but it was really far away. But I, actually, I use satellite a lot more. I uh, saw the exact tree this bull was at. And the great thing was this, this bull was in like a little meadow. And I was able to figure out exactly where this meadow was at. And I was actually seeing tree line coming out in the meadow. And then it was a big tree in the middle. So it was like a pretty picture perfect area to try to mark it. But I was able to look in and zoom in on satellite imagery. And this is why like high quality satellite imagery downloaded for offline use is really, really great. Mm-hmm. I could see that exact tree mm-hmm. that bull was near. Well, I dropped a pin right there on satellite. So now I have a pin exactly where the bull is. I'm not planning on killing him tonight. Like there's no time for me to get down there. So I switch back to topo right now. So I'm like, all right, a bull is there. I want to try to kill him tomorrow. He's in this area. He's probably going to stay there. Rut's not going on yet. He's not, they're not chasing cows. So now I'm switching over to topo. And this is why topo is so powerful. Now I'm analyzing all the different terrain features around where that bull is to try to find an elevated spot where I could potentially glass from mm-hmm. and then also shoot from. So the shoot from thing for me, since I'm a rifle hunter, is pretty important. So I do a lot of mule deer hunting too. So I know where the bull's at. Hypothetically, if you stay in the same spot, where can I find a high point to glass into there without getting too close, not getting too far away either, to take a shot? Mm-hmm. So then I'm switching back over to satellite again because now I need to analyze that terrain. And this is where I like it being clear because I am zooming in really close. And sure, when you zoom in close, those lines get spread out, I can see a little bit more. But now I'm trying to see, okay, is there vegetation here? Is it, it alders? Is it like 
blueberry brush? Is it giant pine trees or on that ridge? Does it look like it opens up a little bit more? And that's where it was fucking phenomenal. There we go. There we go. To have great, it. to get great, <laughs> you got me. To have great satellite imagery and combo with everything else on on maps, mm-hmm. because I was able to legit find a spot where I could kill a bull. And once I dropped down in there, that whole next day, you know, didn't kill that first day, but the following day, that bull finally came out. I killed on that exact same fucking knob. There where, we go. Where I, put, where I put on there. Brady reminds me of my childhood with the f bomb because my my. Sweet mother is devout Catholic. We call her Mother Teresa quite often. She's just, but when she said the F word, shit was real. Like that's when yeah. you knew the I, household. I hold it for a while, but like. That's when you knew the household yeah. was, it was going down. Yeah. That's with Brady. Brady's time, the same time way. To he find uses a it so sparingly. Yeah. It's like, okay, shit's real. He's but making I get, a point here. Mm-hmm. That's what makes me so excited about. That's the way you, curse words should be used yeah. for emphasis. Not for me. <laughs> <laughs> but it's like could, could be <laughs> sure could have i have used other things to kill that bull general i have general hunting instincts as well i could look at, i could look at the area and be like i'll get you a high knob down there but being able to take it from topo to analyze all around because there's other knobs too so when i'm when i'm saying i'm looking at those knobs so now i have the bull waypoint mark to jump back and now when i have these knobs picked out so mm-hmm. based on you know all the contour lines and index lines going up i can tell it's a knob it's a ridge line coming over potential spot i can shoot from now I'm taking a line measurement tool on my phone, line measurement tool from those knobs and going over to that bolt. Is that knob over here too far to shoot from? Oh, that's, you know, a thousand yards. Yeah, it's probably should not shoot bolt loose at a thousand yards. You need to find somewhere closer. All right, you could say like, oh, just drop down in the valleys, come up on this bolt, try to do some moose calling. Well, these bulls ain't rotten. Like, yeah, it's not going to work right now. We're not going to do stupid things and try to kill a bull. I want to kill a bull with my rifle on top of a knob like I would mule deer. So I was able to go around, measure a bunch of different areas. Valid. Mm-hmm. All right measure all those little spots to figure out, okay, this, this knob that's right near there, it's in my total kill zone. Like that's basically a kill box. Anywhere that bull shows up, he's dead. Like I can literally like, I'm trying to be like negative towards the animal, but like I can literally, this is all in my kill zone. Like this is totally doable for me anywhere mm-hmm. the bull shows up. And that's why it was so key because we don't know where the bull's going to be. Yeah. He's at that tree out in the meadow one evening. He could be in the timber, 200 yards away, he could be in another timber spot, but like we had such a good vantage point right there, we could see a lot of country. So that's where the, I like the topo as well, because I can see, okay, it's a ridge line coming out. I can look to my left, I can look on front, I can look to the right, I can look basically like a 270 degree mm-hmm. area around that knob, and then going back to satellite, checking out with the vegetation, like is there a lot of trees? And then using satellite and topo comp, combination of that, when Brian and I dropped down in there, I was able to look back on that ridge line a little bit and I was actually be like, Hey, there's actually a little flat spot. I could see a bench on top of that ridge and we put our camp there. Like we camped really close to the bull, just keeping like very minimal noise down. Cause like, otherwise you camp on top or you camp down on the bottom. And a lot of the points when we were in the broad bottom, that's where the fucking brown bears were. Mm-hmm. So we're like, let's just avoid the brown bear path where we see all these brown bear tracks everywhere. And they're going all the time. Cause we actually ran into a bear as we we're making the stock on them. Like let's avoid, camping down there even though it's flat it's always a lot of water let's camp in that little ridge line mm-hmm. so topo satellite going back and forth i was able to not only find a shooting spot mark the exact location of the bull kill off that exact location but also find a camping area mm-hmm. i use those a lot just back and forth marking everything yeah. i see out there just to make it easier yeah and then navigating down to get on that stock we use topo the entire time because everything I wanted to find where those, you know, stack lines weren't so nasty. Mm-hmm. I knew we were going to go down a creek bed because this creek bed was a big avalanche shoot starts up on top. Well, I didn't want to jump into it too soon. 
because it looked like it was cliffed out because the lines were super stacked. It was, you know, basically a nasty looking color. So I was like, okay, we're going to go and avoid that area to drop into that creek because we couldn't go opposite of the creek because alders and willows were just so tall, like we had been fighting brush. Mm-hmm. So the creek was actually blown, enough, blown out enough from the avalanche that it was clear, a clear path. Yeah, there were some cliffs down in there, but I knew, okay, eventually we get down to a certain point, the the lines are actually a little bit more gapped out. Mm-hmm. And I know it's probably doable for me based on my previous experience of what I know I can you know navigate down safely in cliffs. Yeah. So all like topo is so powerful when you get on the field. I think it's worth covering like use case scenarios, just like you laid out. I mean, as you're talking, I'm thinking about, I, you know, I just, I killed a bull in Colorado and I'm, I'm thinking through the whole process as you're talking. I, I wasn't really thinking about it as I was doing it, but I'm, I'm doing it. Same, same types of things, you know? I'm glassing up a bull mid-morning. Mm-hmm. I watch him bed. He's got six cows. And where I was at, like, you really couldn't, like, if you just looked at the aerial imagery, it, there wasn't, kind of in that area, there wasn't really enough, like, topography to, like, tell on mm-hmm. aerial imagery. It was relatively flat uh, where he was bedded, and I was going back and forth and just, like, looking, you know, based on the spread of the topo lines, I'm like, okay, yeah, he's most likely, you know, bed right here. And I'm also looking at aerial imagery, but a lot of the, the area was like burned, right? So mm-hmm. everything looks the same. So it's not like I could pick out a tree, you yeah. know, that he was bedded by. It was pretty much, uh, you know, just a monoculture. It was just all burned. Mm-hmm. And, uh, but I was able to use topo and look at the lines, the spread based on like, okay, he's bedded right here in this little bench. Yep. And then same thing, you know, pull up topo, find my route, find the ravine, work up the ravine, you know, same as you drop a point, work out across this face and just work right towards where I thought he would be. And then, you know, you pop up and you're like, he should be right there based on my map. I'm looking at it on my phone. Oh, there's a cow. Yeah. You know, you stock in and I, you pretty much, I understood. That's the other thing is like the advantage I would say of like using those maps while you're out there is like before I'm never surprised by topography when I get into a location to potentially get a shot. It's mm-hmm. not like I pop up on a hill and I'm like, oh shit, there's a ravine right there. I didn't know that was yeah. there. Yeah. It's like I knew it was there because I saw it on a map. I knew exactly mm-hmm. what the, the landscape was going to look like before I even got there. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, use as much in can use it. It's not in Canada. Not in sadly. Canada, right? Sadly, I wish gotcha. I could have. Gotcha. It would have been very helpful, <laughs> like very helpful. But mm-hmm. yeah, not available up there. How'd you use it in like yeah. New Mexico? Yeah, Mexico. We used it quite a bit, um, especially on my on my tag, just because my tag didn't really have any like, you know, outwardly high point where you could just glass. It was a lot of live thick dark timber, so it was a lot of just pounding timber, but it was real broken country. Like there wasn't a ridge line that just would run north, south, or east, west for long, long ways. Mm-hmm. It was a lot of like broken kind of like U-shaped or V-shaped ridge lines. And uh, I used Topo a lot to help just navigate through saddles so we could hit the next drainage and the next ridge and the mm-hmm. next drainage and kind of, uh, you know, being able to... Let me stop you real quick. You just said saddle. Yeah, we talk about saddles. We talk we talk a lot about recognizing saddles on a map. Like, why would anybody give a shit about a saddle? It's a lot less vertical over over the long period of time. Right, those long day hunts. Mm-hmm. I mean, in, I mean, granted, where I was hoping to hunt bugling bulls, they would mm-hmm. bugle very sparingly. But still, like, it was just live dark timber, so you can't glass it anyways. Mm-hmm. So it's like okay to hit this next, um, you Based. know, drainage mm-hmm. with with meadows in the bottom. 
like, I don't want to climb an extra 300 <clears throat> feet of elevation if I don't have mm -hmm. to, because we're going to do it again here in five minutes when we go to the next one. Right. So it's a way to just continue to cut off and manage vertical gain and loss, you know, to, to hunt as efficiently as possible. It's a path, path of least, least resistance. resistance. And, and the like, animals use it more yeah, whether, than we do. I mean, yeah. that's all they use. Whether you're a human or an elk yeah. or, an, or yeah. a deer, I mean, typically the Saddles are a huge thing. Yeah, they're trying huge to pinch points. conserve. Yeah. yeah. Yep. So you guys being elk guys, and I want you to continue with the other thing. Do you ever utilize saddles to hunt off of? Like, do you ever set oh, yeah. up a little ambush thing? Or like, I'm going to call from here because I can... Maybe potentially get bulls from either basin to come up, and they're going to come to the saddle, so I know I'm going to get a shot. I, I stop, would stop at the top of every saddle, call off both sides, <clears throat> sit, eat, drink, just like I kind of a break point just to see what's going on. You're in the best spot. If you're yeah. in the saddle, you're in the best spot. Just take a moment, take a breath, see what happens. I think it becomes really important, even, even potentially more important late season. Because mm -hmm. you've got bulls that are post rut, yeah, they're trying yep. to conserve energy, and if they have got to move from one drainage to the next drainage, they're going to try to conserve the most energy they can because yep. they're post rut, their body conditions down, yep. so they're going to hit the typically the lowest point, you know, the, yep. of least resistance. So they're going to conserve energy. They go through a saddle, and just mm -hmm. the type of landscape I was in too is on either side of saddles was typically pretty rocked out, like pretty clipped out. You know, mm -hmm. you, you've been in there, I'm pretty like oddly cliffy country where you wouldn't necessarily think it because it's all under live timber canopy. Mm -hmm. So just hitting those those saddles, were it was a big deal for us to make sure we weren't cliffed out and didn't have to go in a direction we didn't, have, we didn't want to or we didn't have to so we could get into the next drainage. And so it was just, I mean, I was on basically, because there was nothing to look at really for satellite imagery. I mean, yeah, it was all, it was all timber. live timber canopy. So yep. it was just... It was in topo the entire time, and it was specifically to manage elevation gain and loss to most efficiently hunt like this box of area I wanted to hunt. Trail knows where I'm going with this. That's another win for topo and not Ironbird because you didn't really need to see it because you're in the canopy. True. No question. Damn. That's there. There's Ouch. a win for that one because I wasn't on hybrid at all because hybrid didn't matter. <clears throat> Actually, there were a couple. There were a couple like uh, meadow openings, which ended up being where the elk were. And it might, might be good to look at, like if you're in a beetle kill area to pop it on every now and then. Maybe there's a beetle there was kill no beetle canopy. kill, but there were like these kind of like more spaced out meadowed areas. I want to no. say like a true meadow, but like a, the canopy would break a little bit, and there would actually be some like grass from you know sun hitting the ground in those areas. Um, but it was it was all for just e the most efficient hunting, mm -hmm. the elevation gain and loss. So did you ever look at it and like say, hey, I'm going to try to stay in this elevation line and like oh, have yeah. a little breadcrumb turned on? Like, cause you, we did. You know, you know you have to navigate over there eventually, so you don't want to all of a sudden start dropping too low and all of a sudden you pull your map like, crap, yeah. I'm like yeah. way off my mark. We so would, you can use topo to stay on Yep, those point. like horseshoe ridge lines. Yeah. You know, we would drop like a third off the top and just kind of roll it and I would just be on that contour line and just, or that index, whatever one yep. is the thick one, just kind of like roll it and go. You hear people talk a lot about basins. Like what? What's a definition of a basin, and why would anybody care? That's where the animals like love to live. <laughs> That's where food and water is. Yeah, I so mean, that, a basin basically just a big depression on the mountainside that has a it's a it's kind of like a bowl. Half of it's you know covered on the mountain. Yeah, a lot of times the top end of a canyon yeah. open up into a basin. You'll hear people talk about basins. Yep. Especially, it seems like high country mule deer. High country, people yeah, talk absolutely. about basins all the time. High country basins a big deal. Yeah. It's a, and then I haven't really thought of, I mean, I'm dumb, I guess, but basin, essentially a basin, like a wash basin, you know what I mean? Yeah, it's yeah. just, it's a, a big bowl big at bowl. the top end of a, of a canyon drainage. Mm -hmm. 
and that depression is going to hold the best feed in the best water. Yeah, it kind of flattens out water yeah, typically. Yeah, there's a lot of different shapes to them. Like you're talking about the V ones earlier. You got actually ones that, you know, like Mark Lewis says, like a spoon basin, skinny yeah. on the bottom. It actually bows out to like a bowl. Mm-hmm. Or like a, if you look at a spoon, you know, hold the silverware yeah. mm-hmm. out in front of you. Uh, but yeah, the way they're shaped, like you said, it could hold different water, could hold different meadow, could hold actually ponds if it's actually a wide basin compared to something bigger. But Typically holds very good topography for hunting as well. Mm-hmm. Like typically in there, there's... Those undulations and breaks makes for really good hunting if you do catch animals in a basin. And, and the nice thing I like too about some basins is it gives you all sorts of different. Uh, you, know, you might have a north slope, might have a west slope, you might have mm-hmm. different. You know, from one glassing point, you just move a little bit, you can see a lot of different aspects of the yeah. mountain. Yeah. So basically, we're talking <clears throat> places to find animals: benches, basins, saddles. Yep. Uh, what else? Ridge is on lines. Ridge lines. Ridge lines. Ridge lines are typically great, but those are like if you look at a topographic map or any map, I get even if you're looking at aerial imagery or hybrid, those are kind of the ones that are the first and foremost that you're looking for. Mm-hmm. You're looking for basins, ridge lines, saddles. I always love those, even though it's not like a true definition, but those like little finger ridges that are coming off other ridges, like as you're going down, because that'll open up little small pockets. Yep. That sometimes can hold a big old buck in them. Mm-hmm. Or a stone sheep. Oh. <laughs> Do you call that a draw? I don't know. I, I call here's a, here's a fun ridge. Finger here's ridge here's a, a fun little game we'll play real quick. Yeah. Okay. We, we've used a bunch of different terminology when we've been talking. I've just been listening. Canyons. Yep. Drainages. Mm-hmm. Draws. Yep. Arroyo. Yep. You ever use that one? Only no. if I'm in the desert. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So that's good. That's mm-hmm. interesting. Coolie. Coolies, yeah. Yeah, basins. So a bunch of different term, you know, terminology. What's the difference between, say, a valley and a canyon? Canyon to me would be bigger like the Grand Canyon. <laughs> steeper, yeah, steeper, narrower bottom. Yeah. Steeper and narrower. Do you yeah, ever use the word va- bigger a valley? Wider. Yeah, broader. But I don't think people generally, I never no. use the, the word valley when I'm hunting. It's always Valley's a like more like a yeah. hippie granola hiker. Like, I'm going to go check out this valley. Valley <laughs> makes me think of like, uh, I don't know, a little house on the prairie or something. It's just yeah. like, I don't think of valleys ever. But generally, yeah. yeah, valleys are more broad. What about a drainage? Is it interchangeable with canyon? Yeah. You use it interchangeably? I'd probably use drainage more than canyon. Like, I'm going to go check out that drainage over there. Like, you know, the drainage on the next side looks like it could be great because it goes off and gets me different aspects to glass. I mean, I would, I would consider a drainage of, like, something that comes off of a basin. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Instead of just, like, a canyon that runs to the top. See, I, I look at a drainage as, like, if you think about a drainage, a drainage almost interchangeable with the word watershed. So it's, yeah. like, where all the water from any, any given into. would funnel into. And I... To me, I think of a canyon as being like a singular feature. So you have a canyon, it's a singular V bottom, whereas I think of a drainage being like a larger landscape where you might have multiple canyons within a drainage. Yeah, so multiple canyons are going to feed into a drainage. Feed into a drainage. That's a good way to put it. That's a good way. Do you think about that? Yeah, oh yeah. That's why I was like, a drainage for me, I was going with the basin, like potentially water, water runoff as a drainage. You said it much more eloquently than I did. What about a draw? What would you call a draw? Draw can be so many different small. things. Smaller? Small, yeah. yeah. Draws are real small. Like a draw for me is like bow shooting. Like he's in that draw. Like, oh, gotcha. Uh, I, like I can see draw, draw and coolie being interchanged in yeah. some of that country too. Like, hey, I'm going to go down this draw or I'm going to go down that coolie. Depends on. Yeah, one thing I read that kind of made sense to me is the difference between uh, a draw is that typically a draw runs perpendicular to a ridge line. I definitely don't use it for that. <laughs> Mine just means you know, smaller. Yours just means a smaller, yeah. a smaller depression. Yes. What about an arroyo? 
So Same just, as a draw? That's a desert. No, that's like low, like where water would be in the desert, like you, where it would flow in the desert. Is have you ever said, I'm going to go check out this arroyo? I never have, but I've I, never been a place to say it. Yeah, in Mexico, yeah. Typically used in the Southwest. Mexico is where Mexico. I always hear it. Yeah. Yeah, small to medium size, steep sided, ephemeral streams typically. Yeah. So you guys know ephemeral and perennial? Mm, perennials every year, ephemerals every now Hit and, and miss. Yeah, after a rainstorm. What about a coolie? You ever use the word coolie? That just reminds me of Montana. Really? That's just that's straight Montana. Do they use coolie in Montana? It was a it was a culture shock for me when I was up there hunting with my friends from up there and they started using coolie. I'm like, what the fuck is a coolie? <laughs> so what the fuck is a coolie? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What, what is I would it, consider Lorenzo? like a draw or like a small, like mm-hmm. a small cut is what they kept calling a coolie. Yeah. I'm like, I don't know what you're saying. What does that mean? Yeah, small to medium sized valley, same thing. Yeah. It's, it's, it's like interchangeable similar, yeah. between a draw, but for some reason, it's like it's a, a northern a, thing, a regional. Yeah, Midwest. they never said draw; they always said coolie. I think and a it lot took of times me a people, while to people say coolie in a lot of areas where either water or ri- old rivers from way back in the day have torn apart the landscape to like break it down, and it's like maybe it's just low country areas where they say coolie because water comes down, creates a little valley, creates a draw that now we just call it coolie. I don't know. T- yeah, typically dry, just, intermittently water flowing through sizable rainstorms. Okay, so yeah, you're pretty right. A draw. Yeah, me, the, me too. In the south, that's <laughs> yeah. a draw. When I went up, it's a wash. I think it's a, same thing. I honestly think it's a north-south thing. Yeah, me too. Did you want to throw in a big curveball? Yeah. So a lot of years in a row, probably like eight years, it took my dad, you know, always to a certain state and we hunt mule deer mm-hmm. and his friends from Virginia come out. So I have some... Southern folk coming on a Montana. Oh, fuck, I said it's state. Montana deer. He's off his game. We got him so twisted. He's getting <laughs> <laughs> so many lies. <laughs> I can't keep the lies straight. That's why you just tell the truth. I've told you this before. Yeah. The easiest way to do this just is tell just the tell truth. the truth because people assume you're lying anyway. Yeah. That way you don't have to keep track of it. I feel so deflated. I swore earlier on the podcast. (laughs) (laughs) I apologize for swearing. I apologize for saying a state. I think you're just emotional from losing the argument. I think so too. Maybe it's because I'm wearing a hood. Yeah, just feeling just bad. Uh, He's flustered. (laughs) And so so when I took them out there, they're like, uh, what was I going to say now? I'm so so lost. Oh, Virginia. Yeah, Virginia guys. They're like, oh, let's go check out that holler. Oh, that holler. I'm like, what the fuck are you guys talking about? A hauler? Like, yeah, let's go let's go over there and check out the hauler. I'm like, you mean a coolie? You mean a draw? You they mean call it a hauler? A hauler. Like, I'm like, so explain this to me. It's like, oh yeah, you know when you're glass not glassing, but like when you're over there calling turkeys, they're like, Oh yeah, where's that turkey gobble? Like, oh, he's down that hauler. I'm like, so you mean down in the bottom? Why don't you just say down in the bottom? <laughs> so it goes down the, the hauler. It's the same yeah. then? That's interesting. I think it's inter- I asked him, he did explain to me, I'm thing. probably butchering it for everyone from the southeast, but it's like, yeah, it's basically the same thing as a draw. A coolie, a small it's little. Cultural. It's cultural. Yeah. It's coolie up north, holler to mm-hmm. the east. and I think it's just maybe a draw. Tim- maybe us. the true definition is probably like a thick timbered draw on the east coast. Yeah. A holler. Holler. That's what I'm Sounds saying. Sounds cool. Do you guys ever use a vegetation like topo? Do you put weight into that? But like, so if you're looking at a topo map, you've got areas that are open, they're mm-hmm. white. Yep. And then you've got green areas. Do you put any weight into that, or do you pretty much just go back to aerial? I do a little bit if I'm just trying to navigate down a cliff band. And I know uh, I'm looking at it really quickly, and I'm already on the topo. I'm like, well, white's going to be usually cliffs or rocks. The green's going to be some vegetation. So green's probably a little bit safe for me to go down than the white. Mm-hmm. But it's not a full rule or whatever. I wouldn't say it's 100% true all the time. 
So yeah. that's why satellite would be a little better for that situation. Yeah, I don't put a ton of weight into it. Just because what if it's a burn or what if sure. it's, you know, you don't yeah. kill doesn't mean it's canopy. But I do appreciate seeing it on a topo map yeah, for, for sure. sure. I think it does give you like bigger perspective. Yeah. yeah. And I know that we put like in our new topo map, we've we put quite a bit of uh, effort into, effort that. into yeah. making that more accurate, uh, more accurate representation. And then the yeah. nice thing is, too, about that, like if we if landscapes do change all the time. Mm-hmm. So the old USGS topo maps, and I can bash USGS because I used to work for USGS, so I can they just don't, <laughs> yeah, they don't update things all the time. So like we have the ability to go in and update our custom go hunt topo map to remove if vegetation starting to grow in certain areas, you know, landscape's changing, the, the, the white to green contrast. We can actually go in there and change certain areas over time. Whenever it changes, whether it's a landslide, yeah. whether, you know, a big burn moves region. There. Yeah, we can, we can go in there and do that, yeah. which is kind of cool. Yeah. This is like another just a duh moment, but you're looking at a topo map and you're looking specifically at vegetation. Uh, so you could kind of have some sort of idea of what the vegetation looks like. So something I'd read that I just hadn't really put much thought into. So solid green in an area is typically covered by tall vegetation, a.k.a. forest. Like you're, you're looking at canopy, yeah. forested areas. And if you're looking at a topo map, you kind of have a better idea of what's alpine and what's potentially like desert sagebrush country just based on looking at peaks, mm-hmm. summits, valleys. So like if you're looking at a, a topo, white area, flat area, essentially open vegetation, up around a peak, you're looking at alpine vegetation, mm-hmm. open meadow type areas. Yeah. Versus like if you're looking at uh, lowland country and it's open, you could expect to see more, you know, sagebrush, grassland, that kind of thing. And that's just like another one that's like a dumb moment for me. But I'm like, oh, yeah, I could see that. You know, yeah. you, you can kind of have a better idea based on what kind of vegetation you might expect by just looking at a topo and where the peaks and summits and valleys are. Which is again kind of a no-brainer, but kind of a no-brainer. Kind of a no-brainer, but do you guys use water much? Do you put much emphasis? Do you look at topo maps, water creeks, streams, lakes. For me, it's mainly for myself. Just where can I potentially get water? Mm-hmm. Is there a spring there? Is there a stream? But a lot of times, again, we're talking about is that stream? Does it sub out? Yeah, you know, streams. A lot of times, you can look at them. They might go all the way up to the top of a, a mountain. But you got to realize that's just a mapped on there. You don't know exactly when that stream starts. So as you're going up, you might have a spot where it subs out, which is basically just going underneath the ground. And it's going to come out again down below. So I just, I think it streams for, like I said, just for myself. Ponds. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I might be able to get water out of it. I don't put a lot of emphasis into finding it for mule deer in the places I hunt. Obviously, if you're hunting some dry desert areas, sure, finding those ponds or yeah. creek beds or whatever else might be I will beneficial. say that when you look at a topographic map versus an aerial imagery, this is like one situation where I might give an advantage to topo. Oh, here we go. Because typically springs, seeps, ponds, uh, creeks, streams, those are super identifiable on a topo map because they they're highlighted in blue. Mm-hmm. Yep. I mean, you can see them. And, oh, yeah. and a, a spring is typically, you know, you've got a little blue icon there with a little, you know, a little blue dot. Little blue dot. Um, whereas if you're looking at on an aerial imagery... A lot of times you can't see it because you got you don't have enough detail. Mm-hmm. So you won't I, see it on the saddle on the hybrid either. Mm. <laughs> but I do think that there is a, like a, a specific use case for finding water sources because a yeah. lot and it may or may not be there all the time depending on the kind of water year you're having. You know, you might show up to an area that's got a you know spring on it or something, and it may not be active yeah. based on the type of water year it's having. But I think it's a lot easier 
to kind of check those off. If you're going out across the landscape, yeah. you're like, oh, I'm looking at Topo. Says there's a spring up ahead. It's worth going and checking out because a lot of times you can't see them on an aerial image. And that's yeah. what's good too about our Topo because those streams that may or may not be present during the time of year that mm-hmm. you're going there could be like a creek. There's going to be a solid blue mm-hmm. line. Where those ones that you know go in and out depending on the seasonality of the year, like those are going to be dashed lines. It's mm-hmm. Usually tell if yeah. creek. I de- yeah, I won't say definite, but like a high likelihood, very high likelihood. I got that's a story for you on exactly this. I think I was it's a creek, though. Just saying, creek. That's north to south too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I do. Um, in New Mexico, it was a oddly dry, oddly dry year. Really, and when it was, it was hard to find water. Like, really? Yeah, we were having an issue hmm. finding water. But what I found to be our best case was all those dashed streams that were coming up from like you know, drainages and draws that would feed down into a, into a metal bottom where it was showing as a Creek. I'm like, okay, well, all these, all these streams are dry, but there's definitely groundwater still, right? Like underneath the groundwater. Mm-hmm. So we just, we would drop off to where th- at the, the bottom end of where all, all those streams would feed into a Creek. And when we would go down into the bottom below all of those, we would actually find a little bit of water. Gotcha. And it helped us quite a bit doing that. Mm-hmm. I also think Topo is really handy in navigating trails. So let's say you've got a trail, it's going into an area. It's hard if you're looking at that trail overlaid on aerial imagery to understand elevation gain or loss. But you yeah. throw that on a Topo, it's pretty easy to look at it. And under, yeah, and understand what yeah, you're Yeah, understand to get if into. you're going up or down. Yeah. Do you ever do something? I do it all the time. I wonder if you guys do. Like I always look at what line elevation line I'm at. And oh. I, and I look at the ones above. I'm like, okay, I, I have guarantee you every hundred to go. <laughs> All right, I can I can do this. How many pushes is it going to take? And I do it, and I'm like, oh shit, I only went like 100 feet. Yeah. Like, damn, I yeah. got so much further to go. But I use that as like a judgment to like, all right, I got to push to the next, you know, next next big line. I got to get there, and I like just try to motivate myself by constantly pushing myself up the mountain. Yes, I've had at times where been like in a real suck fest. You know what I mean? And you're standing on a on a line on a contour line. You're looking at it on your map, and you're looking at the next one up, and you're like, okay, that one's 40 feet. Mm-hmm. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to count 40 steps and I'm going to go uphill 40 steps and pull out my map again and just check it just to see the progress you're making. I've definitely been there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, or 100 or 200 or whatever yeah. it is. I count them off. The older I've gotten, like I've gotten to like, sometimes this really sucks. You got a heavy oh, pack on your terrible. back, fully loaded. Like this, this Elkhorn, I had, I had a pretty significant climb like the last two miles and it got to a point where I was like, I'm, I'm, my mind is just weighed down with how bad this sucks. Yeah. <laughs> so I've got to think of something else. So I was counting steps. So I was counting steps one, you know, I'd count off 200 or a hundred or whatever it is I thought I could do. And yeah, pull out my map, look at it and just see the progress I was making. So I definitely did that. Yeah. I think everybody does that. Yeah. It's a good judge of, you know, how steep that train is. You can start well, to be like, well, how long is going to take you? So, you know, the next day, like mm-hmm. I'm going to go back up here again. Yeah. And when you're in that mindset, you know how sucky it is. Like yeah. when you get to that point, you're like, when okay, you're counting steps, this it's is bad. really bad. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I agree. Anything else, Topo, you want to talk about? What are, your use, what are your use cases, Topo? Like we're getting into some late season stuff mm-hmm. or even just elk. I, I want to know elk in general because I got a hunt coming up. I heard about that I'm doing. Yeah. What? Potentially. I guess I have an elk tag. <laughs> yeah, we kind of talked a little bit about it. I really think your bread and butter, again, ridgelines. So late season, elk love deer too, I guess. They love a ridgeline because it's easy travel, right? Mm-hmm. They're not going to be on the ridgeline often. You know, like they'll be either side of the ridgeline underneath it because they're not going to get skyline. 
But I think ridgelines are really good. I've done enough shed hunting back when I was a younger man to know that like postseason elk love a big long ridgeline. Hmm. It gets kind of exposed off. You know, you get a little bit of snow. It gets some sun to it. Vegetation gets exposed. So they love a big long ridgeline. If you got a little mahogany on it late mm-hmm. season, they like that. Um, saddles is one thing. And then, uh, you know, we've talked about flats, benches, those kinds of things. I mean, elk, you look at elk behavior, elk like that, like, you know, flat to maybe five to 20 degree range as far as like bedding areas. So I'm often looking at uh, topo for flats. I'm looking for areas that they're going to bed on. So if you've got a slope, for example, um, and it's all about, you know, it's steeper than that, that grade but you've got a little bench a pocket where you see those lines that are spread out across it. I'm thinking huh, likely bedding area. This is way past archery season now because mm. September's gone and over, but like, would you use, uh, utilize some of that stuff to maybe <laughs> gross wolf and rub salt in your wound. Mm-hmm. But like you could use some of that stuff to be like, potentially it's on a North facing slope. I can see these little lines coming down. I can see it looks like it's benching out a little bit. Potentially there could be some wallows on that area. If it's a bench on a North facing slope, it's good. <laughs> it's good. It's good. It's I don't good. know how else to say it. Yeah, that's a little hidey hole. Okay. okay. Yeah, just I a pick little. Up stone down. And if it's got a little seep or spring, even better. Even better. Hmm. Yeah, and if it's old growth, you got plenty of shade, nearly full canopy cover. Like that's the bedroom. Yeah, you're looking at a bedroom. I use that a lot. Hmm. Even even it's like me sometimes ridge lines too on. I notice elk and deer that they just love to travel down them like during those late season hunts. It's easy. Easy. It's, Same they, for you. Yeah. They like that when they're mm-hmm. like in migration or moving from, you know, winter or higher up down to transition zone, down to winter range. Like they're utilizing ridgelines because a lot of times there's not a lot of nasty vegetation they have to go through. Well, you've got, yeah. I mean, you've essentially, you've got escape cover into another canyon mm-hmm. or another, what, valley. Oh, see, so uh, 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 yeah. <laughs> But yeah, I mean, if you're in that top, top third, Mm-hmm. of a of a ridge line you've got feed but should you have any kind of threat from below or anywhere you can easily Just bump up and over next, into yeah. the next one and be gone so i always start i always start it was interesting i had cody uh nelson on my podcast the, the glassing guru and i was talking to him about just like what is he is he's out looking in a landscape like what are you looking at first and it was interesting Again, this is like one of those things I don't ever think about. I just sit down and I pull out my binos, my tripod, and I start to pick apart the landscape. And I'm not really thinking why I do what I do. Yeah. But it was interesting talking to him. You know, he's like, before I even put my tripod out, I'm just like taking a quick scan of the landscape and I'm looking for escape routes first. Like anything, did I bump anything? So I'm looking immediately at escape routes. Then I'm starting at the top and I'm looking at like the top third. You know, and then he sits down and he's starting to go, you know, depending on what the topography looks like, he's going up, down or, you know, left to right. I know you like right to left, right to left. But um, I would say those are all things that before you even get there via your map, you should have a really good idea by the time you get to your glassing point where you should be glassing first. You should know where escape routes are. Mm-hmm. You should yeah. know. That's a good point. You should know the most likely area before you even get there, based on looking at your map, these are the most likely areas I'm going to see game, and those are the ones you ought to go to first. Hmm. I Which it. I don't even think about. But yeah, it does make sense. That's why I think it's good to like sit in your camp every night and literally go through your phone and look yeah, at everything sure. you're about to go into, like you're saying. You guys do if that at night, lay in bed and yeah, look at your maps a lot. constantly. A lot. Yeah, me too. Find out those Plan B areas. Yep. Or just like how to more efficiently hunt. 
the area you were just in. Exactly. Like you liked it, but you didn't find the one or something like that. You know, it's there just, somewhere. How yeah, to it's like, oh it? man, I liked what I saw. I'm definitely going back there tomorrow, but how can I do it better? Mm-hmm. So it's like yeah. just that re that re up on information and just be more efficient. Yeah, I think back when I was just hunting the one night, uh, worked a herd of elk, probably 60 head, satellite bulls, one six point. They kind of worked their way up a finger ridge and dipped up and over into the next canyon. And I, I made it to the top of the ridge. It got dark on me, but I could still hear those bulls bugling and they were working into the canyon. And I'm like, eh, I can't push them any further. I don't want to blow them out of the country. I want to be on them the next morning. So I dropped off the face, found a little flat spot again. I mean, it's dark, so I'm looking at my map. Okay, this looks flat. You walk down there, find a, a nice place to camp. You know, eat, get everything set up, climb in the tent, and I'm pulling out the map, and I'm looking at that next canyon, and mm-hmm. I'm looking the next day, like, where is the most likely option for those elk to be the next day? And mm-hmm. if they're not there, where did they go? Yep. Well, there's a saddle here. They probably popped over into there, or maybe they went down the end of the ridge, and if they did, what's the next canyon look like? Yeah. Yep. Like, those are all little advantages that... You have a game plan for the next day. We never had, but now you yeah. do. Yeah, we really do. Being able to bounce from satellite to topo, hybrid. I said hybrid, like I said, podcast. Yeah. It's just the best, man. Hybrid's the best. Yeah. yeah. But the nice thing is, like, you have so many options out there. And that's why I think you should be pulling out your phone all the time. Like, I always talk about dropping waypoints, but the same thing, analyzing the terrain. Analyzing how you can get to that spot, analyzing where you can glass from, analyzing all the ridge lines, camp spots. I think that using maps, both pre-scouting, scouting, and then while you're out in the field, I don't ever really look at it as like a skill set, but I think it's as much a skill set as anything. Mm-hmm. I agree. Yeah. I think the more time you put into it and the more you record, the more data you're taking in as you're out there, and then you're incorporating that into making a plan for the next day or the next yeah. week or whatever it is like that in itself is a big skill set. And I don't think about it a lot, but I think it's probably, it's probably yielded more towards my success than anything else. To yeah. be honest, the name of it, of what you're doing is efficiency. Yeah. And that's the name of what you're doing and being more efficient is going to lead to a lot of, a lot more opportunities. Mm-hmm. And if you notice a little bit about animal biology, about, animals you're hunting and you mm-hmm. start to analyze that yeah. terrain well now you're putting more pieces of the puzzle together i've always said like you can look at a map and find animals i think it's very hard to look at a map and say you're going to kill a giant right from there because giants don't live under every tree but I guarantee you probably find some deer you might find some elk in that country so you can use maps to easily pinpoint where wildlife is going to be mm-hmm. but then finding one that you want to you know press the trigger on that's gonna be a little bit difficult press the trigger <laughs> Can you just say so pull the trigger just just for that just, <laughs> just, just for, for that, that scenario? I mean, it uh, sounds so much better. Pull the trigger. Movie hunting ducks. <laughs> <laughs> Do they pull the trigger in duck hunting? Hey, and they press it and rifle hunting. Pull and then you uh, make that trigger. You know. Oh, okay. I, hope, I, I don't want to throw bad thoughts hunters. in my head. I just want to keep t- saying things correctly, so it's just a natural. natural was, you did roll right. Did you have to think about that when you just said that? No. You didn't. You just naturally went to press the trigger. Press trigger yeah. You've converted. He's fully converted. You're fully in. Uh, I think slowly I'm trying to convert you, Trail. Really? Press. Yeah. You're, every time I'm I say to it, convert you. Every time I say it, you do. I got, a, I got uh, a book you need to read. Uh, uh-huh. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> it's about archery ballistics <laughs> or archery flight, whatever you want oh. to call it. Yeah, they they have an else. arrow demystified book because it'd be kind of good. <laughs> fly, mystical fly of the arrow. <laughs> Ted Nugent? Mm-hmm. He's yeah. a man. 
Anything else? I thought, I thought, I mean, I just, that one's a super long one. I guess we're an hour and 18 minutes or something like that. It's a good discussion. Like I said, like, I Mm -hmm. think it's easier for, you know, maybe some of us because we used to use topo maps, like paper topo maps back in the day. So we understand (laughs) how all this stuff means because we're so used to it. But I think a lot of new people getting into it, hunting out West, it's, you know, it's intimidating to look at a map and like, what features do you look for? How do you navigate a mountain safely? But like, once you start putting together the piece of the puzzle, defining what's a ridge line, saddle, bench, all that stuff is going to point you in the right direction to find animals, but mm-hmm. also be safe and navigate it and get your animal out of there, hike out through the dark safely. Like you need to learn how to read a map and utilize a map. Well, and, and like trail said in the beginning of this, uh, of this, I don't think you can argue it. It is single-handedly the most, the single biggest proponent to killing more animals is, well, is and, having and this a, in your hand, the data the collection, yeah. the efficiency gain, the knowledge, the the knowledge gain, like being able to switch between all the different base map base maps to like hone in on how you want to get to an animal where the animal is, like your bull elk or the or your bull moose and your bull elk, like it is single handedly the most important thing to killing. And that's the thing I wanted to, yeah, and that's the reason I thought maybe we should talk about it. Is it's like we can do gear podcasts, they'll get a ton of listens. Yeah, yeah. people will talk gear until they're just blue in know, the face. Blue in the face. You can talk working out. You can talk shooting a rifle. You can talk shooting a bow. I mean, you can talk all these different skill sets. And like maps and using maps isn't super sexy. No, it's not. But yet it, it's, it's the number one. It's the number one thing, I would say, to being effective. Yeah, I know we talked about before. I was like going some rants. It's like everyone knows how many, like you just touched on, how many hours a week do you shoot your bow? How many hours a week do you run? How many miles do you cover? Mm-hmm. But you ever sit down and think like, how many hours did you e-scout? No. I don't. No. I should. You should. There should be a thing, but it's not sexy to talk about. It's yeah. not sexy to post on the gram. Oh, yeah, I've been east scouting for three hours tonight. No. It's sexy to be like, I covered six and a half miles on a run. Okay, will you I post? Cr- will you like, I'm, I, 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 as you said that, Start I picture, changing the game I picture here. Brady in like a, uh, a Hugh Hefner robe and he's, <laughs> he's on his couch. Yeah. Yes. He, he's, got, he's got a bowl of chips, you know, and he's watching the, the game maybe in the background. He's just got his, he's, he's got his laptop out and he's That's the Brady I know, and right he, there. And he puts that on the gram. It's opposite of that. It's What's sexier than that? It's not much. <laughs> It's the laptop All casted right. to the big screen TV, mm. e-scout. There you go. Robe, though? I don't have a robe. Do they need to get a robe? A smoking jacket? I don't have a robe either. A people still wear robes? <laughs> and a pipe? Yeah. I can mm. see that for you. I don't I, I don't get the robe thing. What? A new robe thing? I, yeah, if you want to market maps, that's the picture right the there. Oh, yeah, we can market it that way for sure. With a pipe. <laughs> Sitting down on my couch, smoking yeah, on my with, pipe. Yeah, with Topo projected onto the big screen. Mm-hmm. I like I said Topo, not hybrid. <laughs> oh, here we go. I mean. Now it's semantics. Let's get in an argument. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I think I love that conversation we had earlier. I just want to touch on that again. Like, yeah, I, I see why people love hybrid. I see why... You know, we have so many people talking about hybrid. There's, there's a use case for it. I'll give you, I'll give you that. Thanks. So you, if you want a little win from me, mm-hmm. thanks, I'll give you this one. Thanks, right man. appreciate it. You guys, you guys put through my, went through my rant. You went through a couple of me swearing. Mm-hmm. A couple times actually. Yeah. yeah you got hot. <laughs> I get passionate every now and then about certain things in life: mule deer, maps, and rifles. There are people. Porter's one of them too. It's fun oh, to man. push his buttons a little bit, get him going, get him hot and bothered. Yeah, that's the best. 
What's it? He's not here. He's, the thing is, is he tones it down on the podcast so much. And I told him that last time. Uh, yeah, he gets like on the critiquing one. Yeah, like I was. Tr- I'm trying to like get him going, and you know, trying to. But he backs off on the podcast so bad out there. If you yeah. ever press him on something, he will fly off the handlebars, and he's so fun to like get in those. Yeah, he in those. Like, uh, he'll dive into his boots more. He'll dive oh, into his underskin technologies, layers. But yeah. on the podcast, he'll just be like, "Oh, you're right." So you got like, no, right. dude. You've never told. <laughs> you have never told me that. Yeah. That's like I'm yeah. telling you these things and pressing you to get those out there responses, and it never happens in here. Yeah, is that, am I? Is you're that 100% true? Right. I was trying so hard 100%. to like, like, get him going. That's why we were poking yeah, not, him a little not, bit. Yeah, I wasn't trying to like. Um, not trying to get him down or anything. I was just, I was trying to like poke him so he would come back with his usual responses. Yeah. And he just doesn't do it on the podcast. The cool thing is, you guys read all those comments we got from that episode. Yeah. People love that format a lot. We like got people said sound. it's a game changer. Like they've watched gear lists from us forever. Other companies do gear lists, whatever. But like that was a cool format to be able to talk about. Someone Which is, have someone go through their gear and have other people critique it. Yeah, yeah. We don't always have to be. To poke the bear, but it was we fun. Were trying. To, we were trying to poke. That the bear was kind her. of an outer, outer personality one, just to try to get him going, which he didn't do. Yeah, but I, w- I would love to have someone sit there when I do my gear list. Yeah. There's probably things I'm not thinking of this at the moment, or I pack something wrong yeah. for the environment or the weather. So like it was. Toilet paper. What? <laughs> Way no. too little toilet paper. <laughs> no. I love actually. Did you see the one comment where the Tajikistan thing? Yeah, it's like coming from the guy who had to use his hand to shit. It's like, well, yeah, that was some elevation pills, and I totally, I I even laughed at the guy's comment. Like, I still laugh at that to this day. You had too little toilet paper. Well, that was a that was a. I was going back to a base camp every night, so I didn't have to just have my one ounce of toilet paper. I actually had a lot of toilet paper every single day. But you just ran through it. Just ran through it. Yeah, so I, we I can't, can't communicate. Trust you. I can't speak the language, so I didn't know how to ask for like, "Hey, you got some toilet paper on you?" <laughs> I started to be a man. Use your hand, you know. Oh, Is that the same? No, use? Brady. No. It's got to be a symbol you can come up with for that. <laughs> <laughs> some so you can. Inter- interna- you, you can international. You can pan- You can pantomime that. Out, I'm yeah, sure. Yeah. 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 But no, I'm looking forward to doing more of those. Anyway, drop us uh, questions. You got questions? I would love to hear questions. If you got like specific map questions. Yeah why we do things or mm-hmm. what's the good way to do something different and use maps. And yeah, we'll let people know, like we're doing a bunch of uh, written content right yeah. now about mapping again, like some yeah. more, you know, I wouldn't say it's basic information, but we're just kind of going through and explaining some different features, how not just explaining, but also give like we didn't hear reasons how we're doing for specific species, like how I would use a topo map for mule deer, how, you know, you would use it uh, satellite or hybrid or topo for elk, like, Given that information out there, people can help. So we're going to have a big library of uh, additional maps content on the Go Hunt website. So cool. check all that out. And I always drop comments there too. Like, yeah, I read a lot of those comments and I'm responding. Renzo jumps in. Trail, you jump in a lot. Like, and there's stuff you write. So cool. check those articles out. Good deal. Use maps. Use maps. Use promo code podcast. Podcast. <laughs> <laughs> How did I say it earlier? Podcast. Podcast, huh? I'm still waiting for the Minnesota and... I know. To come I lost out. it, man. I lost my my accent a long time what, ago. You got a you got a an accent. Was he Flor- Floridian? Minnesota. 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 Po- podcast. Isn't it funny how that changes? Mm-hmm. Like, then you go over to New York and you're like, "What are you saying?" But don't I, I can't understand you. Yeah. Yeah, I try. I, I thought about trying it there, but then Boston. Even like, how did that happen? Boston. Podcast. Yeah, like how did cast. how did that accent happen? You're so hunting podcast. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I'm generally excited to use some of these uh, topics we discussed because when this goes out, I'll literally be I'll be elk hunting. 
That's right. And you're going to fall in love. Pressure's on. You're going to have the little the little hearts in your eyes. You're just going to fall in love. You're going to see the animal on the mountain. You're going to be like, yep, this is it. This really? is, this is it. it. Could be a I've made point it. Now, now I know. Like Now, now I understand. It's going to be an enlightening moment for you. I've been in elk hunts before. You'll be standing over a giant bull with hybrid maps pulled up. I get it. I get what trail was meaning I about hybrid. It. I get what he's meaning about elk. I get it. He's not just old. He's also wise. It turns <laughs> out. Uh, Man, I'll have to burn all my elk points again next year in all these other states, huh? Yeah. Because you're an elk hunter. You're already becoming one. You, fell on, you have fallen in love with the process. Oh, gosh. Yes. You guys are tearing at my we, heart. We it's see it true. on them. I do. I mean, you could try to fight it. Yeah. You're a Star Wars guy. You can't fight it. <laughs> <laughs> Eventually, you're going back to the dark side. This is feel. That's why I wore the hood today because it's, I'm. I am kind of moving to the dark side. Having dark no care. There you go. No, this is the light side, man. This is where the light is. Oh, you will really? see the light. Han Solo. Hmm. All right. Same. Anything else? We're good. I think we're we good. out. We out. I okay. Gotta get, I gotta get some work done. Gets packed. Cool. I'm literally leaving in a couple of days. Yep. So jealous. Good luck. We'll report back. We'll have a bunch of hunt stories coming up. Yeah. yeah. That's what we want to touch on too. Like we haven't done hunt stories in quite a while. Like your elk. I want to do your stone, my moose. And then your elk. Oh, my elk too. Yeah. Yeah. That's what we'll wait for. Cool. We'll get them rolling. So yeah. look forward to those. Yeah. Next month. Peace. Yeah. Yeah.